Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. I want to say a big thank you to all of you who helped me celebrate 200 episodes. It was a lot of fun. It was great looking back and, you know, connecting with past guests and listeners. And it was just a fun time to kind of just reflect on what the show has been over the past three plus years. So I really appreciate you helping me celebrate 200 episodes. And actually, over the past couple of weeks, I've had an opportunity to be a part of a couple of really cool projects. Just this past Saturday, I got the chance to be a part of an article for the L.A. Times, which is really cool because it's a big publication out here for us out in Southern California. Big thanks to Jeanette Marantos for making me a part of that piece. And this was all about what you should do if you've lost your job or lost significant portions of your income during this pandemic. I'll put a link in the show notes so that way you can check that out. And then I put together a quick 10 question quiz for CNBC to help you learn some tips and tricks to improve your finances right now during these crazy times we're living in. So I will put a link in the show notes to that as well. And in the process of putting that quiz together, it made me think back on past episodes and questions I've received to try to narrow in on what questions would be the most meaningful or most helpful to help you understand your finances. And one episode I kept thinking about was episode 110 with Aaron Lowry, who you heard this episode mentioned back in episode 200. But that episode was all about answering the question, should I invest if I'm paying down debt? And I feel like this is a really common question, especially with so many people having student loans right now. And if you don't know who Erin is, she is a financial expert and author of Broke Millennial Takes on Investing. So we'll be pulling from what Erin learned while writing this book to answer this question. Hope you enjoy. For today, I was going to pull one that one specific part of your book that I really thought would be helpful to listeners, and that was on the topic of should you invest while you're in debt, specifically when it comes to student loan debt. Uh, because I think now, at this point, it's almost safe to assume if you walk outside and point at somebody, they have probably have some student loan debt sitting there somewhere. What what for you is something that you know people should consider if they have student loan debt and they also want to invest? What, what would be the first thing you would say they should look at? The very first thing is to consider a retirement plan. And one of the things that I want to say right up front is I am on a crusade, a campaign, whatever you want to call it, to change the language we use about retirement because we say save for retirement, but really we're investing for retirement and language has power. And I want you to say it that way because I want you to feel like, hey, I'm an investor. I'm investing in the market. So automatically it takes a little bit of that fear, a little bit of that intimidation out. So if you have student loan debt, but you also have access at work to a 401k or a 403b, and especially if there's an employer's match, that's a really easy way to get started. Maybe in the beginning, you don't have enough discretionary income to, and I probably shouldn't even call it discretionary. Maybe there's just not enough room in your budget to be putting 4%, 5% to get enough of the employer match. Start with one. Then you at least get a little bit of a match. So you're already at 2%, which is great. And it gets you in the habit. And every six months, reevaluate and try to push it up one more percent until you reach your goal. Now, for those of you who are self-employed, I always like to plug this in because I am too. And I can just hear you being like, well, I don't have that. I get it because I don't either. Look into an IRA or a SEP IRA or a solo 401k. If you're just getting started, a Roth IRA is a very easy way to go. You probably don't have more than $6,000 to sock into it. So it's an okay way to get started right in the beginning. But as you grow, you might want to look into a SEP IRA or a solo 401k because it enables you to put a little bit more money away as you and your business continue to flourish. I love that because, you know, especially the point you made of just even if you just need to start with 1%, you're starting with something. Because uh, another point that you mentioned in the book was, you know, if you wait, if you potentially wait until you're done with paying off all of your debt, specifically student loan debt, which could be huge, you know, you're kind of pushing that 
start of your investing way out into the future. And time is going to be one of your best friends when it comes to investing. It is your number one best friend. And the thing too with time is so many of us, you know, you're on not a 10 year repayment plan, which is standard. You could be on a 20, 25 year because you might be on an income driven repayment plan. And if you wait until you're in your late 40s to early 50s to get started, you've really lost a lot of the big advantage you have of being young. And that's not to discourage anyone who might be listening who is starting in their 40s or 50s. But it is to say that if you have the advantage of time, even if it's a small amount that in your mind sounds inconsequential, trust me, it does make a difference. And it's a good way to get started. I wanted to touch on this other item that you mentioned in the book, and you go into great detail on comparing interest rates. So, you know, looking at the interest rate that you're paying on your student loan itself, and then also, you know, what type of interest rate return you would get on your money that you're investing. And there's some great examples in the book that you really go through in detail to kind of show that comparison. But we'll try our best to maybe give like a simplified version here. You know, what is what, what is that comparison you're talking about when you're looking at interest rates between the two things you're looking at? Yeah, I think even before that part in the book, I say like, buckle up, because that's how it feels <laughs> in that part of the book. It is a lot of number crunching. And that was more just to illustrate a point. I think the interest rate part is the most critical when you're doing the math on how to be investing while you carry debt. When you have consumer debt, and by that, I usually mean credit cards, as do most people, or any sort of high interest rate debt, so 15%, 20%, 30%, you want to be paying that off aggressively. Because to be honest, the odds of you out earning that in the stock market, at least on average, is slim to none. So it makes sense financially to be ditching that high interest rate debt quickly. Again, caveat being employer match on a retirement plan that you want to be taking advantage of. I like to always keep plugging that in. But you do want to be getting aggressively rid of that high interest consumer debt. But now when we reposition to look at student loans specifically, it's a hard question because you might be investing for retirement and then you're still paying off your student loans, but there's other goals that you have. And maybe you think, I want to be earning more than 2% interest rate on my savings account, or for some people who might still be in 0.01%, which please change, you need to be earning a better interest rate on your savings account. I, I totally understand and empathize why you want to invest in what we call a taxable account. So not a retirement account, a taxable account. So the problem is you got to do the math. What are the interest rates on your student loans? Because some people have higher interest rates. It could be 7%. It could be 12%, especially if you're looking at private loans. Sometimes those suckers have very high interest rates. And it still might make more sense to be more aggressive with your student loan debt. I posed this question to every single investing expert I talked to for the book. And almost across the board, the answer was 5% being the rule of thumb. If your student loans are under 5%, you know what? You can probably balance them in. Again, investing for retirement. But if you also want to be investing in a taxable account, if you're under 5%, all right, probably mathematically can make sense. If your risk tolerance and debt tolerance emotionally allows you to do it, okay, go ahead, play around. One thing to consider is no one ever regretted paying off debt quickly. So it totally True. depends, <laughs> totally depends on you, your risk tolerance, your debt tolerance. And if you think like, hey, I'm just gonna put money away for retirement, other than that, I'm focusing on my student loans, that's also an okay answer. So you have to do the math and you also have to do what's best for you and your mental health. Your boy keep it popping like Mary Poppins. 